BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Of course, hip-hop legend, ultramagnetic MC, Dr. Octagon. He's uh, Cool Keith. He has a new album. He has many albums, but a new album is called Computer Technology. And I want to welcome him to the library with Tim Honeycomb. Thank you for being here, man. Oh, yeah. It's a pleasure. I mean, you've been doing this for, for, for a good amount of time. Uh, you've seen it all. But I want to talk to you about the development of some of the elements in the culture. Um, how has the importance of the DJ, the graph, breaking, and MC kind of changed from when you first got involved to, to now? Uh, you mean um, the breaking of a, a rapper? Um, um, it's really not about DJing no more. It's really about the MC right now. Um, I think um, the DJ is just there for the, you know, to make sure the records don't skip or nothing. You know, um, you know, more back in a certain time, they had the DJ was more of a force because he had the the scratching, you know what I'm saying? Like right. if it was like Jam Master J or something, it, it, it was more the DJ was involved. But now you got Serratos and, and all these things and all this digital stuff. You know, you, you got rappers doing um, a show from their phone now, you know, yeah. or, the, you know, so it's not as important as it was. People are so digital now. You know, people go to shows. They go to um. They just plug their phone up. Has that uh for you? Has that has how has that kind of affected your 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 has it at all your writing style or your live show? Uh, do you find yourself trying to do that route, or do you still try to stick to you know listening to the beat and uh. I like listening to the beat. Um, I, I mean, I always had a DJ at a show anyway, you know, when I was working with Kurt and stuff, uh, Mo, I always had a DJ that was good. But, um, with me, it's like, um, it's more live. So I do a lot of my shows just, you know, with the DJ, but then that time changed. The vinyl got more lower, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not as loud as it was. So, I used to use this, um, have, everybody used to have a box that they put their songs in. It was like the instant replay. So right, right, yeah. it had a more of a, um, more of a master sound for your shows. So, um, the, um, the vinyl was sounding kind of low though, mm. but the instant replay would, uh, enhance and add like an amplified sound to what you did. All your music, you know, it was like kind of mastered through that machine. I'm going to be a little all over the place, but I, um, I want to talk about computer technology. And I think one thing I really noticed in computer technology is that you do a lot of, I feel you did a lot of like letting the, kind of the, the beat, the instrument breathe. Yeah. Like you didn't have to, you, you know, a three minute song, you didn't have to rhyme zero to three minutes. You did a lot, you know, two minutes you're done and you let it go. Um, one was that purposeful, but two, what was kind of, what, what's the purpose of doing that for you? Well, uh, I have a format when I make records. Um, I don't feel like I have to uh, do a record maybe more than three minutes. I feel like um, I can get, I like a beat that breathes. I feel like I can get a song off with two verses mm -hmm. and a nice chorus, two choruses. I, don't, I just don't like a song 
maybe over four minutes, basically, it's, it, t- it takes me out kind of because it's like more like, it's just enough. It's not too short, and it's just enough to be long. That's my format, basically. I, I like to just put two, two, two real potent verses on the record. Uh, your style. I mean, you, 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 you have this style that I don't think definitely cannot be copied. It's unique. It's 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 incredible to listen to 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 watch. Uh, but where did that? Where did that? Where did where did where did that? style where did where did where did, you, where did where did the cool keith that we know today come from like what did you hear what were you listening to maybe growing up or continuously listen to that kind of said all right this is the kind of mc i'm going to be or i want to be well um well i grew up in the bronx basically uh rapping i was i was more of a uh i never tried to come out as a rapper i was dancing first before i became a rapper so what happened was i started looking at i started looking at um other groups and other MCs, but I, I never really came on a rap in people's face and stuff like that. I kept it to myself. I, I was studying different patterns of, in my own time. You know, me, I just was feeling like I would listen to all kinds of rappers, but I would just say, well, I'm going to wait till my style come that I want to use. And then I would just study cadences, different, you know, because like rap now is like, it's all different types of cadences in the world. So it's like you got the fast rappers, you got like a Tech 9, you got E40, you got, you know, you got all kinds of different kinds of rappers. So me, I just learned how to rap on different kinds of beats and stuff like that. So uh, I just was figuring out, it's like I had everything, the fast rap, the slow rap, medium tempo, all kinds of beats. Uh, I like to challenge a beat. Most rappers really can't rap on everything. So I like to be a, like a flexible rapper. Like I can rap on any beat. I can rap on the fast stuff. Um, I can rap on the slow beats per minute, medium. So that's how I became Keith. Just becoming a voice to, uh, practice on all kinds of cadences of beats. What, what, what beat has been or, or has been kind of the most challenging to Keith. Uh, like one that you kind of like, I guess put the most work in to be like, I'm going to master this. I think like when I work with prodigy, like diesel power, you know, those kind of records that are very, um, uh, fast, you know, Papa Lodge was like kind of record that was kind of complex. But, um, to me, the fast rap is more easier it's the slow tempos that are harder than I figured that out. But um, I I, I kind of had more problems with like the diesel power and um, most most of the like kind of records that when people want to do like a dance record or something. Mm. Uh, that's yeah. Um, you know, you're you're obviously part of the legendary group Ultra Magnet MCs. Uh, you guys first dropped in 1984. Um. What impact were you as a group trying to make, but then also what impact did you want to make as just an artist? Um, I was a leader of the group. I mean, you know, me and Sad went to high school together. Um, I wanted to, like, come out with something different. Like, uh, I wanted to make, like, the big words, not rhyme, like the super big words and stuff. But the cadences were different, so I wanted to uh, show people that we can do stuff that was different as far as patterns. So we was always into patterns and um, putting, making big words fit on small beats, you know, like the timing of each mm-hmm. beat. We wanted to make the big words fit on the beats, but a lot of different kind of beats. So we was more, uh, I pushed the a sci-fi issue to the group, like science fiction, right. you know, and that was different for us to give us like a signature, original, uh, original signature, like a sci-fi, sci-fi kind of like sci-fi street. Hmm. I, at that, this, this brings us back to that time, 1983, 84. Um, did you, did you have to worry? Did you care that, 
maybe this sci-fi structure will not be accepted or i mean was it about it was funny i didn't really care i was um me and Sal used to go to labels back then and shop records. I mean, that's when cassettes was out. Uh, I didn't really care because we used to hear the A&R beat, you know, had influences of other rappers and be like, y'all should sound like this and y'all should do this. But we was like, nah, we're going to do this sci-fi. We was, we going to do this. I mean, we we heard everybody talking about making references to what we should be doing, but we was like, we're going to do... We're going to stick to the science fiction Bronx, you know, science fiction slash Bronx street. Right. And we just stuck with what we was doing. We was like, you know, we, we heard every different kind of genre or subject matter out, but we was like, we're going to stick to the sci-fi street. Did you, uh, if you think about today's MC and the sound of today, which is, Sounds very similar, all the stuff you hear, and you know, commercially to, to then. Why do you think it sounds like you had, it sounds like you guys had the pressure to be like, all right, you could, you have to sound like, you should sound like this group if you want to make it, if you want to sign. And rappers today are getting that same pressure. If you want to make it, you have to sound like this group. Why do you think more MCs sound, it feels like more MCs are, are caving into that pressure in 2019 versus when, you know, you, you dropped? I think, um, like you said, it's the uh, the peer pressure of uh, the kids are more not being, you know, the kids are more not being original. They're more into, like, the style is to sound like somebody now. Like, that's more of an honor to say, oh, you sound like this person or you sound like that person. That's that's in now. That's in now as opposed to back Back then, it was like the original groups were more the standout groups because everybody had a style of their own. But now it's like if you sound like somebody, that's that's more of a plus because I think they feel better, like they more in the end crowd. You know, they feel more accepted because they sound like. But I I, I listen to the music now. If you really study it, it's, it's really different. It's it's like. Say, for instance, the trap stuff is like, it's all kinds of trap, though. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, see, we came from a time that, you know, like you would, you can say that in a general standpoint of like the hip hop from our time, it, when you l- listen to it, it did sound the same. Cause like, you know, when you had Steezo, you had EPMD, and, um, you know, people used the Skull Snap drums, James Brown. It was a lot of stuff that sounded the same. But we didn't know that was just the the people that was on top of the music sounded different. Right, but okay. a lot of stuff sounded, sounded the same because it's like a million samples that was used over and over. But right. now, like, the music, it has the octave that we're trying to listen to. But it, it seems like it sounds the same because they more in a... a, a they they more in a bounce right, cadence, right. but they got different kinds of all kinds of different kinds of beats more now than before. But as a listener, you kind of shy away from it because, like you said, the guys that was rapping back in that time they can't adjust to the new beats and right. stuff like that. So the new beats they're more progressive and they're more challenging. They're way more challenging than beats from the past. So I think what happen, happens is they get scared and they start saying, you know, the critics would be like, oh, they all, all those beats sound the same, but it's, it's a lot of different ones, you know, all over, you know, different cadences of beats. But I think the cliche of it is what the record company promotes. Right. The most of them sound the same appear, appearing to, to the ear, but it's really a lot of different beats. I remember talking to... Uh a guy who works with Master Ace a lot, um, Rich, and he said, like, yeah, the stuff that they're doing with, you know, what we came up with, like, we never dreamed about any of this. Like, they're doing stuff with the technology that we didn't even think was possible, and now these new guys are kind of pushing it to a level that we just don't even... Yeah, you know, I mean, I... Thought about. Like, you I, you can't get rat- mad at the new people with, for what they're doing because, uh, you know, like, you know, the Amigos and what they do and all of the the Southern guys and, you know, P. 
people from the South. and But I like what they're doing because they're keeping, you know, keeping it interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you go in a lot of sessions, you got a lot of dudes, they still stuck in time. They still doing what they was doing before and they want to live off of that and they can't adjust, which was my thing to make me more popular was I was able to adjust to all kinds of things like, you know, but when, when did you, I'm sorry, when did you know that's what you needed to do? Um, I mean, I, I start trends and stuff, my own self. I'm not scared to take chances. I like to do stuff different. My, like, uh, me working on a variety of albums made me more to progress. I just feel like I can't live off what I've done before. It just hurts me inside to just take everything I'm working on from the past and just make that my future because my, I have a different future of making music. I feel the future never ends, so right. you should make records and they might come out all kinds of ways. That's why I like you like a person like E40 or some, you know, it's like you might listen to him on Captain, you know, Save a Hole or something, Want to Be Saved. And then you look at his progression. And, yeah. you know, a lot of rappers got progression, but some don't. You know, they just stay in a certain box because the um, their pressures of their status of what they done and you know created made them feel like this is all i could do right. this is what's left of me i'm gonna live i'm gonna live for this fortune of fame because this is what made me and i have no other creativity whatsoever in myself so i'm gonna take this point i'm gonna take just this point in height of my career that was it so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna just make it like a limit I'm going to make myself a limit automatically. So that's what a lot of artists have done, you know, which I say the dinosaurs of that time, the dinosaurs were more mad at any, anybody making something brand new. Don't, don't care if it's the South. Don't care if it's uh artist doing some electro music or whatever it is. They just mad at anything new, basically. So what happened was they, made this imaginary limit in law, you know, it's, it's no law to music at all. It's no law and what you could do, what you can't do, when you should drop a record, when you should put one out, when you should release, how many songs belong on an album, what style you should use all the time. It's, it's no such laws at all. So what happened was they created these, um, these imaginary music laws to, to go by. Like, you know, it's a crime if you rap on a certain track. If you know, if you rap on samples, you know right. you you're not breaking any laws. If you rap on a keyboard song, you are you need to go to jail for ten years. This is no such laws. It's just music is music. You know that's why I never really had no uh, animosity towards what what all the regions is doing because it's all the same music. When I was in LA, I bought everybody's CD. You know, I bought the Bay Area stuff. I bought Los Angeles stuff. I bought Houston stuff. I bought um, uh, Southern stuff. I bought up North Chicago stuff. I bought uh, Seattle, Canada. I bought all the stuff, even Europe, Dizzy Rascal. I bought a lot of different things. Uh, uh, I'm just saying that um it's all, it's still, you can't just say, there's no such thing as real hip hop. It's all hip hop. All hip hop is one. Like, it's it's not, oh, this baloney or this ham is the best and this turkey is the 100%. Like, it's no such thing. It's all music. It's all, all everybody's on a microphone at the end of the day. It's no, it's no boundaries of that we should say, uh, well, you know, this is the music, this, and this is the music. That's that's just the, a lot of the mad people that are complaining. This is the music. That is the music. It's no such thing, you know. It's all all of it is one. It's one whole thing. Uh, are you when you when you when you, when you talk about supporting and buying from all these regions? Um, yeah, obviously, you're not just doing it because you're supporting the culture. Uh, are you also doing it because you're trying to? 
keep yourself quote unquote fresh in terms of like you know draw, it, you know it see does, what you see out of the it, it, it may tell you an honest thing it does make you um it does make you advance because you know what's going on it's like a picture I mean you can't win a baseball game if you play the California Angels and you play the Seattle Mariners and you play twins and you play you know astros all all types you have to know what pitches you know if you're a batter you gotta they study all that stuff yeah. that's how they win games they be knowing who throws the slider at what time they throw they know who throws a fastball at what time every seven pitches he might throw a knuckleball but i'm just saying that's the logic of rap It's still knowing what's going on a lot of people just get stuck in one lane and they be like well i'm I'm more of the the original music maker in my own box, but it's it's so many other boxes, and it's interesting because it makes it more fun because it's all types of mixing bowls and collabs and different things you could try. When you when you get stuck in making your music in your own mind just for yourself, and then you start living on the rules of the music and what the quote unquote people say and the critics and this is the only section for real music. Only go in this room for real music. Right. It's, it's no such thing. All music is all, it's all kinds of music. Europe got, you know, music. It, it, it was like, it's funny now that I'm seeing, I had told somebody this before. I was like, um, people always said, you know, okay, the States turned their back on raw, raw hip hop. Like, you know, maybe like, urban hip-hop, like more boom-bap and right. stuff like that. It's supposed to be more samples. And so they were saying that um, everybody go to Europe because they still love it over there. Right, yeah, they yeah. still love it, and they love it to death. But now you got, like, you know, you got Gucci Man going to Europe. You got Young Dolph go to Europe. Yeah, you yeah. got uh, right. a lot of artists going to Europe, like, when Ultra Magnetic was hot going to Europe at the time for them to go to Europe. Now Europe has took the whole trap thing. I mean, the shows are packed. The people up there with their phones. So it's funny that a lot of artists were trying to escape and say, well, Europe is the base foundation for real hip-hop. Europe went totally into what's going on now. Right. I had told people that a long time ago, but they didn't believe me. They were like, no, nah, you know, I think Europe is going to stay the same and they're going to stay stuck, you know, like Frankenstein. But they went into accepting all kinds of stuff. I mean, they had their own little different things, like, you know, when they was doing the stuff in Ibiza and, and you know, the dance music and all that stuff and, you know, the house music and all that. But they surprised people when they grasped to, you know, future go to Europe now. Right. I mean, but to... The average person that think he shouldn't be going to Europe, they just stuck in the mind. But it goes to show a place that they thought was going to be loyal to one 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 type of hip hop. One era, yeah. Got got food. Um, I think you, you did not just talk about the artists, but you also I feel like you also you 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 have a great business mind in terms of uh, the the music industry, uh, and 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 I felt like on. Uh, Computer technology, the track uh, "Money in the Bank." Yeah, you kind of that's for Al Capone. Yeah, yeah you're touching on that. The point is of having money in the bank. Uh, what is for you? What was the biggest surprise about the business side of the industry? But also, what do artists, even you know, old school, older artists, or even today's artists, well, still don't get or surprised by? It's your writers, basically. Your writers is the most important. Your writers and your publishing. A lot of people forget. You know, they might let a lot of people write a song, but when your ASCAP checks come, your 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 money is going to the person who wrote the song. Right, right. And that's what a lot of people don't ever get to enjoy is seeing a check come with the writers. That's the most, that's like 80% of the music industry is your writers. When somebody else writes a song, it's like you get a piece of it. It's, it's production and writers. right. The bulk, but if you don't care about that, you're doing shows more. You're just getting cash from the shows. But still, if you stop doing shows, the checks still going to be playing when those records still play forever and ever. It's going to the writers. 
in the producer production, which people don't know. Right. Like a lot of the new kids, they don't know that. They they just, you know, they want to do the show, hold some money to their ear. Right, right. But the real guy that's holding imaginary bricks to their ear is the writer right. and the in production. Right, that pop hit is gonna last <laughs> a lot longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they you know, but you learn they they they're gonna learn from that process. You know, that process is gonna hit them later when they like, Oh, I'm not doing shows, but I don't get no checks. You know, so it's that's another thing too, your writers. The writers for everything, writers in movies, soundtracks, writers for uh your your compositions, writers. I had a song with um, me and Razzcaz did a song um, uh, featuring Magnetic one time called Writers. <laughs> writers Ignited. It's all about writers. Right. That's, yeah. Um, you have, sorry, you have a, so many albums oh, yeah, to yeah, talk just about. Go ahead. Let's uh, roll. Let's roll. Um, there, there's a line I really like in on your album, Keith, um, Make Him Crazy, where you spit, uh, that's, when, all, that's all they do, write psychotic lines, some marry into rich families and lose their minds. Uh, what are you referencing there? <laughs> uh, some for, marry so, into a rich family and lose their mind. All they do is write psychotic lines. Some marry into a rich family and lose their mind. Well, you got a lot of rappers who uh, never had nothing before. And they get into a, a lifestyle. So when you make records, you start meeting different kinds of people. And then... You marry into a rich family and you lose your mind. Right, right. As you can see all the time, like you got a lot of artists that do that. So it's like that song was referenced to people who, you know, people move to Hollywood and people meet somebody, you know, the cliche of stars meeting stars. Uh, people end up dating somebody. And, you know, you have, you know, let's like you go meet Angelina Jolie, you rap. You change your whole life. You you start bugging out. Your mind can't take it. Your mind, you lose your mind because it's not the music anymore. It's, it's, it's the person that you married into a rich family. So your art is separated and you have more energy focused on you being like just out of order or retarded. Your, you know, your, your brain gets into the money, the rich family, and right. you, you lose your mind because you're not, you're, you're not into music no more. You are basically, you are lab structure, basically. You become like a lab, a lab test. You become a lab mice and you adjust yourself into a family, but you don't know how to deal with it. Your mind, you basically, what was the line again? You marry into a rich family and lose your mind. Yeah, you, that's all. Huh? They, that's all they do. Oh, that's all they do. Write psychotic lines to marry to a rich family yeah. and lose their mind. Yeah, all you do is write psychotic lines and marry t and marry into a rich family and lose your mind. So they continue. That's so. That's I mean. So so. Ultimately, it sounds like that. So it ultimately hurts their art. Uh, they're trying to continue to do it, but they're just so out of touch with reality. Reality. You know, you you lose things. You you lose anything. You lose going to the store to get you a shrimp roll, something that you used to do simply all the time. That you change your whole pattern of life. Like you're not you're not in yourself anymore. So, mm. You know, so that's why I wrote that song. Uh, on the track for going on to the new album, Computer Tech. Computer technology on the track. Computer technology. You st it starts with computer technology is the lottery. Uh, what do you, what is the reference to? Uh, why is it the lottery here? Uh, we live in a computer world right now. I mean, everything is computer. Everybody has a laptop. I mean, we can't be primitive anymore. I mean, most of the some of the guys from the um, certain times they still have a flip phone. You know, they haven't even advanced to. A, a different kind of phone yet, you know, they still primitive. So, you know, it, it's just like with anything, you know, adjusting computer technology is the time that we're living in. It's the advanced time is what we're going through. Everybody, kids, babies work a computer now. They got iPads and they swiping, you know, all their little cartoons across the board. So, I mean, we didn't have that, but you looking at the growth 
computer technology is what's going on right now. Yeah, it drives me like my I have two kids and they think they think everything's on demand. Like Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean kids are looking at you swiping their yeah. things and they're looking at you like, you know, you ain't doing this yet, you know. Yeah. So that's definitely I, I see that too when I'm around you know when I'm around my kids I see like the advancement, I, you know, you learn from them too. Also, the music they listen to and stuff like that. You can't be stubborn because you got people trying to convert their kids like like they're in some kind of religion. You better listen to this kind right. of music. You better, you better, I'm going to kill you if you don't listen to this kind of music that I used to do or something. But you can't really do that. No, you have yeah. to understand, you have to understand their time and what they was doing. You know, you got to look at it, look at it from a bigger perspective, you know, they might not want to listen to that, but they want to listen to what they want to like. But you have to say, well, okay, this is what people used to do over there. But right. you still have to have a, a universal mindset to let everybody feel out what they like. It's like the new kids. You right. can't, you can't be like limited. You can't be limited to tell them, you know, you can't be limited. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right now. I agree. I just missed the times. I, now I appreciate that. Uh, as an adult with kids that there was a time that you could drive and actually lose, you lose radio, radio reception. And now it's just, since it's on your Bluetooth, you never lose radio reception. So I mean, it's like satellite radio. You yeah. drive across country and listen to the same station know, without a commercial. I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, but we this that's what people don't know. It's like, you know, I think what we got is hip hop. We got good, all kinds of music, but we got people that complain so much. They complain till they feel like you're mad because you're not making the adjustment. Mm. You're just upset. Like, you're like, I hate those people because I can't do that, you know. But it, it's, it, it comes with a lot of stuff, too, in the showmanship and, the you know, the time differentiation. You see, like you said, all them groups now... I, one thing I could say about all the groups now, the, the past groups of all the groups that are hot now, they are showing like great showmanship. You know, when you pay your money to go see them, they got on costumes, they got on glasses, they got on latest stuff. They are doing stuff to make you feel like you bought a ticket, like if you went to see Earth, Wind, and Fire. Right, it's a show. But I, I'm ashamed of my peers because... The people in the past, like they come to the show, you want to bring your your girlfriend, they up there with mustard on their shirts, you know, catch up, you know, on a dirty fitted, right. walking back and forth, you know, saying this is real. But after you buy your ticket, you start to say, like, did I really buy my ticket to see this? Like, this guy ain't even, like, take this shirt and this fitted to the laundromat. Right. And then, you know, we got this thing where... They feel like real hip hop is to look like a janitor. You gotta look like you mop floors. You gotta wear big boots and stuff right. like that. I mean, I mean, I, I like, I like showmanship. Like, I like people that come on stage look like they came from a dressing room. I, I just don't like people look like they just mop the floors and they just stepped on stage, you know. It's not about that. It's about what. It's about entertainment. So who do who who do you draw or who who when you do a show? Who are huh? you drawing your live show you know inspiration from? Like what what artists before you? Not necessarily hip hop artists. I mean anyone. What 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 artists that I look up to? In, in yeah, like like say hey, if I could do a show like this guy or this, you know. Well, I like the really. I, I like the Doctor Funkenstein. Like really back in. In the, in the parliament time, I mean, there was always like, you know, everybody, but still everybody was entertainment. Like, Confunction was, in, I mean, um, cameos, entertainment. You know, even Larry Blackman used to have the the cup around his genessels and stuff around. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just like, it's entertainment. Like, it's Captain Scott, like, everybody's entertainment. Like, you know, I just feel like, a lot of these guys want a lot of, a lot of these guys want a lot of appreciation and honor, but you like, but what do you give out? What do you give out? Like, what do you give to the people? Like, I suppose to come look at you with a dirty fitted on, wrinkled up, a do rag under it. You know what I'm saying? I, I just feel like 
it's, it's more than music. You know, music still was with fashion. You know, that's why I looked at like Furious Five was always dressed. Like I, when I used to see Scorpio on them, they used to always yeah. have clothes on. Even if it was, you know, Flash have the German, the, you know, it was some kind of showman sh- showmanship. I mean, it's a point of to be herbal, raw and stuff like that. And you take the essence and you be street like, you know, when rap first started with me and Gene and Theodore, the L brothers was right. they wore the big um, the Stetson rims, you know. The Valor Brims, but Run DMC came out later with that, which was cool. The Adidas stuff, but I'm like, that's cool. That's that still has some kind of organ, organ is you know organizing to it. It's still organized. It's like, but it's like when you just come up there looking like the plumber, and you want to spit, and then you you want to say, well. This is real because right. I look like the plumber, but that's not what I'm like trying to see you like. Because you know we came too far to be like, like that look like, right? Like you know people broke doors down. You know I did like Black Elvis and right, right. you know it's just not about you know I just see a lot of and that makes you miserable when you look bad you feel miserable. Right. You know I used to always say black make you feel depressed. Like, I thought about it when I was going to school. I used to be wearing, like, black, a lot of black. And I felt like I felt like a walking funeral because it was just the inspiration of feeling down because it's hardcore colors that make you. That's why the South is pretty nice because they have coordination and they have uh, colors. You know, it's good to go. That's why when you go to baseball games, don't you like the feel? It's pretty, like, green. It's like the baseball team's got on, like, dope um, the California Angels look glowing red, and yeah. you know you see the Dodgers with blue, and the, the field of dirt is pretty red. They run and stealing bases, but when you go see like Dark Vader all night, and they walking back and forth, it's like it just doesn't move me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Showmanship. I don't care even where you at, just places where you are, pictures. Images, you know, you you don't get that no more. You don't get good images. Like, you don't get a Nona Hendrix. You don't get Grace Jones. You don't get, uh, you know, people that should be mentioned. You don't get, that's, you know, the new kids are stars. Even if they independent, they make themselves stars. Right. You know, is it rap, rap been gone from the T-shirt, you know. It's just like anything, you know. I mean, you could wear all kinds of things, but like you said, it's more to it than that's more entertainment going on. It's like when I look at um, everybody was entertainment, heat wave, brass construction, uh, anything. I don't care if you're Donnell Jones, it's still entertainment. Right. Everybody's buying clothes, fashion. And you can't get mad at the new kids because they got the, the Chanel shoot sneakers on. And, you know, it's it's times of change. You can't shop at Models no more. You can't get nothing out of models. You can't go to Sears and Robux and try to find something to stand on stage. It's 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 time. It's time for change. Is there a sh- is there a favorite live show you you've seen in your life that you kind of like? Kinda I remember get- I saw a craft work in Europe. Um, that was the craziest show. They had like um, they had computers set up. And their face was painted like mannequins, like, and it was in the dark. Like, that was like the, you know, I'm like, wow, this is, this is what I'm saying. This is worth the money. This is worth the money. This is really worth the money. But I can't, like, watch a whole lineup of janitors perform one night. I can't do it. It, it just drains my, it drains me down like a battery. It drains me, you know? Yeah, I remember, see, I saw um, Radiohead. At, uh, at MSG and texting and calling my brothers and they thought I was drunk and high out of my mind, but I wasn't. I didn't touch anything that night. And it was just such a good show. I mean, it was a live show. Was who, like, who was that? Radiohead. Oh, yeah. Oh, Radio, was, yeah, was, Radiohead. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, them groups, Radiohead and what's the... All of them, you two, uh, and the ones that made... The guys who made uh, Whip It. Whip It Good. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, so, yeah. But then another a, a totally different type of show, I, I saw B.B. King live. And it, what was incredible to me was that it was just him and 
the crowd for him for me it was like the crowd control the guitar had. player right the, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the, yeah the crowd yeah. control and the voice control that he had yeah and, but he you know but he would be up there with a, like a sky blue suit on yeah, yeah, playing yeah, like yeah, a yeah, dope would, yeah, brown yeah. gibson yeah, guitar yeah, yeah, so it's like yeah. it's it's like it's it's like you know it's very it's like euphoric like yeah. wow but like you said a lot of people don't give you that effect uh I have a couple more questions. Um, so when I was growing up, uh, I, yeah, obviously Tim Dog dropped, mm -hmm. and uh, because my name was Tim, everyone in my high school in Harlem or junior high kept on calling me Tim Dog uh, as my nickname. Uh, obviously, not even close to the the, the genius of Tim Dog. Um, you worked with him. Mm -hmm. uh, what 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 was kind of what, why was he so? I was so with Tim yesterday. So, he yeah, yeah, so yeah, Tim is a Tim used to stay with Sad. You know, he used to work for Metro North. He had a good job and everything. He quit rap for a good. He had a good job. He worked for. Um, he was an electrician for the train tracks. Uh, Tim used to be around Sad's house. Tim liked it. Uh, he liked the cane a lot. You know, he loved Big Daddy Kane and, you know, so, but he was good rapping in his own way too. But so I had told Sad, Sad was like wanting to do a song with Tim. I think Tim got on chorus line and then, um, what happened was, um, Tim did a single, then, um, people started liking Tim for some reason, you know, whatever his mannerism was a very aggressive kind of whatever, say anything you want. Yeah. Um, um, then, um, Tim ended up getting a deal. I think Kurt Woodley signed him to, um, rough house Colombian. So, you know, Tim was a, a spinoff from ultra kind of, you know, in his own way, you know, cause that had some other groups too, MF nine one, one, he was producing a couple of dudes out in Philadelphia and, you know, we worked with Tough Crew and stuff like that. So, Seth was a big producer back then, you know, when, you know, all that bridge is over yeah. and Seth did all that stuff and, uh, most of Boogie Down Production, KRS, all that stuff and maybe like, not a few, maybe Scott did some tracks, but me, Scott and Seth were hanging together, me, Scott, LaRock and Seth. So, KRS was with, Another group called Celebrity Three, you know, it was like Jerry Levi and them guys. It was like they had a whole different group, but people would never know KRS was like with a three three group, like a his own little treacherous three or something. But, but uh, we was um we was a unit, but um everybody could have easily been together. It could have been Tim and KRS. It could have been Keith and. Ultra and Tim and Keith and KRS. It could have been anyway, but the group could have been Keith and Celebrity Three, you know what right. I'm saying? But, um, that was the group he was with. Uh, we was, uh, Mastermind Productions. Everybody was one, one under one production, you know, like that's like our own sound, you know, Mastermind Productions. So it was Pat. Thanks to Pat, you know, Pat had a singing group like, uh, Jodeci, but he sacrificed his career. God rest in peace, Pat says older brother passed a long time ago from cancer, but he was like young too, but it was just he sacrificed his career for everybody. So much love to him. So we um got together and then Tim came out a solo album with Sony Columbia, put out um you know, Joe the Butcher and Chris Schwartz put out um his album, Tim Dog, Penicillin on Wax, which, you know, so said did the production. I played a couple bass lines on, on that album and, um, you know, Secret Fantasies, a lot of tracks on Pen. I listened to it the other day. It was sounding dope. So, but the idea of Tim's concept was, yeah. was going to this for Compton, you know, but at that time it was just more like a, I guess he wanted to jump on the train of, to get NWA. I think NWA bothered him, but not in a, not in a sense of fighting him more in a, uh, I think Tim did a marketing move basically. I, I was, I wasn't basically with it basically. I was like, you doing that? And he's like, no, nah, I'm doing this. Like that was his own way. That was his, a lot of people thought he was pushed to make them decisions. Tim, um, had a lot of input in his own album. Oh, nice. 
with Columbia. So Tim did the Penicillin on Wax album, which he did his single. The first single he did was, you know, the F Compton. But I guess it was more to ride the wave of the NWA thing. And um, it was just more in the market. And I guess Sony wanted to jump on that as a, a tool to create like, okay, this is good. It's like a little frenzy right. battle, but you know, which was kind of cool. You know, a lot of people took it personal, but they had all kinds of things. I mean, it was just, it was just music. It was just music on, but the, the album came out, his album came out dope. You know, his album was the number one, like classic. I mean, I think it was just showed that he had more balls than a lot of people. You know, he wanted to just say, you know, he didn't like gangs. He didn't think it was right for gangs to be out and stuff like that. He mm. thought people should be like a one man person, you know, like, which is, you know, it was kind of a, the album was kind of really a, a, a cause to organize, organization, you know, being organized and saying, you know, stop, stop that, stop grouping up mm-hmm. and just uh, all y'all get together. So he was like, his whole, his whole consciousness of was, was to, fight against that and like for what any kind of negative thing was going on so he made that record to say well i'm gonna make some other kind of conflict album to go make people go in a frenzy but it was fun it was it was good for him to um i guess he did what he wanted to do you know with the label promoting that and um it was a big success for him that was real big success for him his album that um he put out uh, yeah. Sony put out Columbia. It's incredible, and um, because everybody had he had his own direction. That was his whole set was telling him like you want to do that, but he was like, you know, oh, most the only thing we did was the beats. Right. But what he put on top of the the beats was his own his own mind. You know. Did you get a Did you have a sense from him, uh, kind of a long term goal, a long term plan? Uh me and Tim was just more, besides his music, we would just hang out in strip clubs. You know, he was in Atlanta. One time, it was funny though, when, when that, when he made all that stuff with the, the, the West Coast stuff and, um, he was actually living in California. Yeah. You know, long, unless walking around LA, just seeing people. But I think he made the record on more of a sportsmanship, not to go into violence and stuff yeah, like right. that. It was more a project that, I guess it was supposed to be just wax, you know. Yeah. Uh, cool, Keith. Uh, it's been incredible to talk to you today. Uh, thank you so much. Of course, of course. For, uh, you know, I love to share my experiences and all that, you know, information that you need that's proper and the Keith album and the computer technology album and also all my albums that I have and, you know, my Instagrams and yeah. Cool Keith, original Cool Keith, and uh, Ultraman Seven Thousand Twitter, and you could also check a museum I made on Instagram, the Cool Keith Museum. Okay. And um, me, I just still make new records and stay current as possible in the studio and stay with showmanship, you know, because a lot of stuff is missing right. and and it's no rules in music at all. It's not one rule at all. You can do what you want. Any kid coming up, you could do what you want. You don't have to be like somebody. You don't have to feel like you got to follow somebody because that's what they supposed to force down your throat. You can be yourself, but as long as you're doing what you do in a positive way or, you know, whatever it is, as long as, it, you know, it, you ain't got to take drugs to, Make your image, you know. It's why I like Drake or something, you know. You got a clean cut guy that tears everybody a new ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You don't gotta put, you know, Frankenstein screws in his neck and paint one of his eyes green. You know, he don't gotta wear fitted. You know, he don't gotta wear Timberland boots. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all kinds of things. This, this music is a highway. That got different ramps going different kinds of ways. You know what I'm saying? That's what's the most important thing. That's what makes music fun. Because if we have one person that everybody's supposed to look at, one person, this would be a this, the music industry would be boring. Boring and not creative. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's a word called variety. Yeah, it's true. You know, that's why Eminem's put 
brown ones in the pack. They put the red ones in there. They put yellow ones in there. You know, so yeah. they can spread the jelly beans all out on the table. It's all kinds of stuff. You know, it's no, it's no, it's no one person. It's no best. It's no, you know what I'm saying? It's all genres of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all over. It's, like I said, it's the Bay Area, the South, the North, the East, Europe, China, Tokyo. It's all, it's all over. So, uh, he's cool, Keith. Legend. Uh, continuously making music. Uh, Computer Technology is his newest album. Keith, before that. Keith. And- Many, many more. Cookie, uh, thank you for being on the library with Tim Einigo. Thank you. Man. Yeah, and I got a new album might come out after all that too. You never know. I think um, uh, I'm a I'm a work I'm a work machine. Yeah, I'm a work no, machine. I'm a, I'm a beast because uh, a lot of these old people they can't do it. They just don't have it in their bodies. They just don't have it. They don't have it. And I would tell them in their face, you don't have it. Because you're not, you're not, your energy is not there. You don't have it. Because it takes energy. It takes energy to make these records. It takes to get up and go. It takes knowledge of knowing what's going on around you. You know, you can't be stuck with an afro with headphones on, laying down in the bed, you know, with a 1974 radio from Times Square. Sure. That's what a lot of people are doing. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.